0: The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political
1: agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but it's destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How does this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred. But we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years.
0: Yep, I used to be a liberal too this is Mission America with Linda Harvey
1: because with God all things all things all
0: things are still, still possible. Good afternoon friends and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on our website, of course, and on the American Family Association blog, The Stand, at Olive Tree Views, at lifesitenews.com, and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to check out Our school corruption and propaganda calendar, uh, which is right on our website at missionamerica.com. Little seven-year-old James Younger in the Dallas, Texas area attended school recently for the first time as a boy. This marvelous outcome was possible because a huge public outcry influenced a judge to allow the dad to have a say in this child's life and uh, hopefully slow down his ex-wife who wants to put him on puberty-blocking drugs in the hopes of a transition eventually to being a girl. We hope this does not happen, and we need to keep praying for that. There are now plans in several states to introduce bills to ban, essentially, the gender mutilation of children. Do these bills have a chance Um, Here to discuss this whole subject with me is Dr. Michelle Critella, who is a pediatrician. She is executive director of the American College of Pediatricians and a wife and mother of four. And welcome back to Mission America Radio, Dr. Critella.
1: Thank you. It's good to be back.
0: I'm so glad to have you back. And you have such depth in this area and have... Your service to our culture and our country is unbelievable. I know we talk about veterans. Well, you are a veteran in this in this subject, and we all need to pray for you and uh, hold you up and, and keep consulting you because you are a, a wealth of information, So, which is why we have you on. So tell me some of your initial impressions, first of all, about these bills that are being proposed in some states to... Um, uh, at least limit or hopefully ban the gender treatment for minors. what do you think?
1: Um, well, I think we got to this point you know in some for listeners who might not have a bird's eye view of the big picture, mm-hmm. um, you know some people might say, well, "What in the world are we doing? This is something that doctors are expert in who who is the law to regulate medicine or And and so we really have to take a step back and take a bird's eye view of this. What we're really talking about is a culture that is, the entire culture, our public schools, um, Hollywood, social media, um, the elites in medicine, the elites in mental health are lying to children. Right. And they're not just lying, but indoctrinating, I mean, lying and indoctrinating them to believe that they might be born in the wrong body. Once you indoctrinate children to believe this, the same institutions are then sending these confused children down a path of sterilization. That's the big picture. It, it, and it's not just they're, they're, they're placed on a medical path that <clears throat> could end up not only sterilizing them, but causing them to, to have healthy organs removed, like healthy breasts and testicles and penises, and right? And then commit them, make them lifelong patients dependent on medicines that put them at risk for heart attacks, strokes, cancers, and um, emotional disturbances, it, if anyone were yeah. doing this and targeting an ethnic group,
0: right. Right.
1: it would be seen as ethnic cleansing.
0: Like the Tuskegee, uh, I think of the so, Tuskegee experiments. Yeah
1: like Tuskegee, but even because we're talking about a pathway, we're talking about lying to vulnerable children and sending them down a pathway not only of physical and um, mental harm, but also sterilization, this has a very real eugenic flavor to it.
0: Yes, it does. It really does. And and
1: if we were targeting African Americans, Jews, this would be considered ethnic cleansing. Mm -hmm. So Just because doctors are doing this, and just because they say they're, you know, the language, they're focused on, oh, these are trans identifying or gender non-binary. No, 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 no. This is not some esoteric medical condition that we're talking about. We are talking about all of America's vulnerable children who are being lied to by the culture at large and placed on a medical pathway that can land them to be permanently sterilized
0: and disabled insulated. and basically disabled yeah. in some of their and disabled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's all and
1: so for that reason, I think legal action like this legislation is warranted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause we're, we're not talking about treating, di- you know, uh, treating diabetes or um, we are talking about a phenomenon that, Is well outside of medicine yes sadly some elite uh, physicians and mental health professionals yeah they have a role they're they're the ones committing the crime Um, but this is a crime and that's what has to be recognized by the
0: general public right and if you're just joining us we're talking with uh, dr. Michelle Critella uh, who is uh, executive director of the American College of Pediatricians and we are talking about the issue of gender confusion and the medical treatment of children, um, which is, um, it's not warranted, uh, right, Dr. Critella, in in any situation. This is, there's no um, biology behind that, the the assertion that people are born in the wrong sex body, correct?
1: Right. No. Our gender identity exists in the mind. Our gender identity is simply how the child or the, the, the person um, perceives their sex.
0: Mm-hmm. right
1: Am I a boy? Am I a girl? Um, that's in the mind. That is not something that is a hardwired part of your body. Right. It's not a hardwired part of your genetics, your brain, or any other part of your body. Right. It's in the mind. And in the past, we did not have, you know when we didn't have a culture, we didn't have schools, and, and the culture at large, lying to our children. So it was exceedingly rare, less than a fraction of a percent of, of all children, it was exceedingly rare for any of them to have this gender identity disorder or gender dysphoria. Right. But once the culture embraced the lie and started indoctrinating our youth. The rates have skyrocketed, and this has happened everywhere around the world in the West, uh, all the Western countries. Um, that, I mean, hey, advertising, propaganda, indoctrination—it it works.
0: It right. has an effect. It does, and it um, and it has an effect in social media, the social media right. contagion, the schools, peer groups, um, and and mm-hmm. it and all of this is affecting it. Also, the the home life, and when we go back to this case of little James Younger in Texas, um, where the mom, who is, by the way, is a pediatrician, mm. uh, and you you probably identify with that and have some other yes. thoughts about that, but wanted to dress him in girl clothes and begin puberty blockers on him. Um, and the courts have, at this point that we're recording this show, at least he is now going to School as a boy. So, what was your? What are your thoughts about how this was handled? I mean, was the mom's agenda in play here? That's the first thing I think of.
1: Well, you know, again, not knowing the family personally or the details, but in general, um, there are some parents who have uh, fault, and especially, especially in medicine, because. Organizations that control what doctors are taught um, were the first to to basically fold to transgender ideology. Mm-hmm. So, so there are parents who have bought the lie, hook, line, and sinker themselves, and and genuine believe, genuinely believe that um, <laughs> that uh, putting their kids on these toxic drugs is is the right thing to do. Right. Uh, um, there are also, we know from the, from the psychiatric literature, there are also some parents who, because of their own um, psychiatric illness, um, put these put their own children um, through this. That right. would be like a Munchausen's by right. proxy is right. the technical term. Right. They um, psychologically, the parent um, gets the secondary gain, you know, gets gets all this admiration or adulation, because, um, and it's most often a, a mother, often a mother who's in healthcare, care, um, because she's, made, I, although she's making her child sick or faking the child's condition, she's per, portraying herself as the savior.
0: And a pioneer. Um, she's a pioneer. Pioneer. Or the yeah. mm-hmm. Now,
1: again, I'm not...
0: Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know the situation. This right, specific case, right.
1: But there are... There are Definitely those two categories of parents. And I would say the majority of parents, however, that that I'm contacted by are parents who are absolutely devastated um, about their child being um, wanting to be the opposite sex. And these are parents who are desperate to protect their children from being put on puberty blockers, from being put on the cross sex hormones. And and, I mean, we, we have 13 year old girls who are being given double mastectomies. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if your daughter walked, you know, walked up to you one day and said, oh, hey, ma, you know, I'm really a boy and, you know, my school counselor, like they, they can help me uh, get the hormones and set, you know, right. set up with the clinic, uh, the gender clinic for surgeries, et cetera. So parents are having their children stolen from them, Um
0: literally right literally right and because it's the suicide uh, risk and the, the the fear of suicide and that's what so many of the counselors who are gender affirming will be telling their their plus the child themselves may be saying um, I'm just desperate and and what parent wants that's it's manipulation don't you think
1: it, it is yeah yeah exactly because the the fact the fact is if you look at kids who have Um, Depression, autism, anorexia nervosa, or identify as trans or non-binary, all of them have rates of suicide um, that are higher than uh, uh, non-diagnosed their their peers.
0: Right, right. Um,
1: And they're roughly in the same area. So... Of course, we want to prevent suicide, but we want to prevent suicide for everyone. And <laughs> and um, the way to do that is to treat mental illness,
0: right. most
1: notably depression. And you treat mental illness with talk therapy, with antidepressant medications, maybe anti-anxiety medications. You don't <clears throat> treat depression with by blocking puberty, which, you know, Newsflash: Puberty is not a disease. Right. Um, you don't treat depression with testosterone or estrogen. And by the way, there's plenty of literature out there that the sex hormones actually worsen. Uh, estrogen is known to bring on depression. Testosterone brings out aggression. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is crazy. It's right. Absolutely. It's it's anti science.
0: It's anti science and. Um... You know, it's uh, the the medical community going along with this is another. We're just going to have to, and I'm sure you, being in in that community, uh, you're very aware of this. And in fact, that's one of the reasons I think that your organization started. And we can talk more about that when we um, come back. When uh, and you can give us more about the American College and your um, experiences there when we come back from our break. But um, you know, this is there, there's going to have to be a an accounting here or a Resolution for what's happened with people going on the on the you know our our healthcare providers going on a track of uh, a non science based ideology and right. the the fallout from that with patients with families and with our society in general. So we're talking with um, Dr. Michelle Critella, who is executive director of the American College of Pediatricians, mother of four. So. She has lots and lots of background here and this is a great organization started. Uh, one of the reasons <clears throat> was because of the political correctness out there but she can tell us more about that. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. We will be right back following these messages. Don't go away Today's program is pre-recorded to learn more, log on to missionamerica.com Now here's Linda. And we're talking today with Dr. Michelle Critella, who is executive director of the American College of Pediatricians, and we'll talk uh, later in the at the end of the show about that organization and and uh, give you some websites for all their incredible articles and advice for parents about your, uh, you know, from pediatricians, um, and it's advice that's uh, that goes along the lines with the values that uh, that. We all hold, and uh, also science isn't that an amazing thing that people would back up what they do with with medical the latest in medical research and science instead of ideology. So let's talk, um, uh, Dr. Gretella about something that is one of these on uh, uh, one piece of this scandal, and you've referred to it already. And it's puberty blockers. Tell us how those are being prescribed and. Uh, the people say they're reversible. Uh, tell us what you know about that.
1: Sure. So, um, so puberty blocking medications, um, essentially, uh, in plain English, castrate children of both sexes at the level of the brain. Mm. You say the the, the the number one puberty blocker is called Lupron, and it essentially prevents the child's body from releasing the normal surge of sex hormones at puberty. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason this is harmful is because (laughs) without the puberty sex hormones kicking in, um, that impacts every organ system, most especially the bones and uh, brain development. So if you think think about it, if you take a girl, so taking a girl and putting her on Lupron is akin to sending her into premature menopause. Wow. And what we know is that girls who are treated, now Lupron is approved for puberty that comes on too early.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Girls who go into early puberty, well, let's say you start going through puberty at age five, okay, that would cause harm to the girl's body, to her um, psychosocial, uh, psychosocial development, fine. That's appropriate. Put her on Lupron so that you can stave off the abnormal disease of precocious puberty and take her off the Lupron at the, the appropriate age, let's say around 10, 10, or eleven, now her natural hormones will kick in. So in that sense, sure, once I take the medicine away, yeah the, the body's the natural hormones kick in. But that's not what we're doing here. When when a child is convinced that they're the opposite sex, their body is physically healthy. And what we're doing is we're giving them a disease. We're Puberty is the normal, healthy process, during which, by the way, most kids will come to accept their sex. And instead, we're giving them Lupron, which shuts everything down. So it, their bones actually do not um, develop a nice, solid mass what happens is you can have girls in their 20s with osteoporosis, Mm -hmm. brittle bones and bone fractures. Um, The brain, the development of the brain depends on normal sex hormones um, to actually act on the wiring. We don't have the long-term studies looking at physically healthy children on Lupron. We do have studies of adults who had to take Lupron for disease and both men and women have evidence of memory loss
0: from mm-hmm. the drug. Mm-hmm. Yep. So
1: what are we doing to kids?
0: Right. Wow. And okay, so <clears throat> one of the things that is uh, that we also see uh, in, the, in the interest of time, I'm going to move along to this topic, is what is called rapid onset gender dysphoria where these are not little kids, these are teenagers who've never, generally, who just have never exhibited gender confusion, right, Uh, to that point. And then all of a sudden, um, and it's probably socially induced, as we can tell, uh, come up with this gender confusion. Tell us about that.
1: So I think, um, and I'm not the only one, the best way to, um, and again, this is because we're seeing seeing, um, groups of kids, in the same schools, I mean, right. just groups of them coming out, saying, oh, I'm trans, I'm non-binary, out of the blue, just suddenly, with, as you said, no, no warnings in right. the past. Right. It, think of it as an identity crisis. Why? Because every teenager, every teenager's psychological job is to figure out who they are. Um, and, in fact, the psychologist Eric Erickson said that the psychosocial work every teenager is, uh, has to do is form an identity or else if they fail to do that, they end up in role confusion.
0: Mm-hmm. That was how
1: he phrased it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so many of these kids, I, I, I don't know about you, but pretty much every every teenager, every adolescent I know has some sort of angst, angst. or worry yes. or or whatnot, right? And now, right. especially in this in this culture, with so many, you know, um, uh, they have very few things that are they can count on in terms of like anchors in their lives, right? right? Because we have family breakdown, we have not so much in terms of extended family, and um, so these are kids who they may be going through depression, anxiety, divorce is often a mm-hmm. common trigger, and when what are they bombarded with? They are bombarded with
0: the, the ideology
1: activists yeah. who are in social media yep. in the LGBT clubs at school, um, but online social media is a huge contributor, mm-hmm. um, it, and, and that is presented. As, oh, you feel depressed. You feel anxious. Um, uh, you're not sure who you are, and they will just take these kids' symptoms and tell them, "Oh, yes." yes, you're definitely trans, you know what, and this is what you need to do. You go home, you tell your parents this. Um, if your parents don't embrace you, then uh, you just ig- leave. They're abusive parents. Mm-hmm. Just right. go to your teacher, wow. get to a therapist. Here's what you have to say so that you can get on hormones. Um, we, the chat rooms. Yeah, you know, wh- we're talking, wow. uh, there are YouTube videos that tell kids how to do this. There's yeah. Reddit, there's Tumblr.
0: Right. Um, We're running out of, of time on, on this, and I think you probably have <laughs> material on the uh, your website, right? Give us the website.
1: Sure. So the American College of Pediatricians, um, you can go to ACPEDS, ACPEDS, mm-hmm. acpeds.org.
0: .org, and you do have articles about all of this on your website, correct?
1: Yes, and, and actually we started in 2002 primarily to serve uh, pro-life pediatricians okay. and, and pro-life family. Okay, um,
0: wonderful. But well, we have yeah. to we have to close Very it good. up there. Yeah. But thank you, Dr. Michelle Cratella. Please pray for her. She's on the front lines. Friends, just remember that with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day.